Yesterday, of course, was a school board meeting day for the Kamloops-Thompson School Board, and there were a number of items to be discussed, and I'm joined now in studio by the chair of the board, Kathleen Carpot. Kathleen, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to start with uh, one item that was on the agenda, the Kamloops Center for the Arts. Um, you know, this is obviously a project that's gotten a lot of attention here over the last little while, um, and it was on your agenda yesterday. So just uh, what is the school board's stance on this project uh, as it stands right now? I know they have expressed some support for it. So just sort of w what, is, uh, what is it about the Arts Center project that the school board um, is, is looking forward to? So um, as people may know, the school board owns Sagebrush Theatre. And we had a challenge with it this past year when we had a cracked roof truss that uh, required us to shut the theater down. And that impacted a lot of groups. And what people may not know is that the school district uses that theater a lot. We have 100 days booked to use that theater out of 365 days. So that takes that time away from uh, theater groups, it takes it away from musical acts, but we'd actually like to be able to get more days in the, in the Sagebrush Theater so that we can have more opportunities for our students to be exposed to the arts. And we'd like them to be exposed to a greater variety of arts. And so that's where uh, our support for the Performing Arts Centre comes in, is it would allow us to have more time in the theatre and for our students to be able to use it. It would give them more exposure to a greater variety of arts, uh, theatre productions, music productions. It's a possible venue for graduations. Right now we're doing grad in a hockey arena, which is not always the best venue for things. So we know uh, education that when students are exposed to a robust arts experience that they do better in school and so that's part of the reason that we uh, last night voted to support the Performing Arts Centre. So you're using it right now about a hundred days a year um, I don't know if you could put a, a, a number on it but just how much more often do you have any idea how much more often that schools and, and school groups will be wanting to use a theatre? I mean a hundred doesn't sound like really that many days when you think about how many schools there are in the district, right? Uh, Jenny, have any idea just how much more use that, that facility could get if, you know, places like the Western Canada Theatre and, and those kinds of groups were, you know, had somewhere else to perform? Uh, well, to give you an idea, um, school's in session for approximately 184 days of the year. And so if we were able to use that theatre even, you know, a few days more, then we would we'd probably be in there almost every day of the week if we could because it is attached to schools. It's right next to the um, Kamloops School of the Arts. There's other schools in the area that would like to be able to use it for theater programs. Um, it's a fantastic resource. But because we are in that facility, it does block other groups from the outside for being able to uh, book in. So if, for instance, a music act is coming through town and they would like to have a break between Vancouver and Calgary, Kamloops is a logical spot, but if the theater's already booked, they can't get in, they don't stop, they go somewhere else. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, you kind of just touched on it there a little bit, but just how significant would having a, a, a Kamloops Center for the Arts to bring in just, you know, more educational opportunities 
opportunities for students? Like, I mean, just can you even speak to like how significant that could potentially be? You can't really put like numbers or words to it necessarily, but um, you know, just the ability to see more exhibits, to see more um, shows and plays and, and musical events. I mean, uh, you know, that's something that I remember in school doing quite a bit, and it obviously had a, had an impact. Um, so, and just the chance to have more of those coming through town would probably be a pretty significant thing for students. It would be an incredible benefit to students um, just to increase the variety of uh, the groups coming through town, uh, increase the number of opportunities for students and the community. Uh, we see it as a, a benefit to the entire community, not just our students. Awesome. Um, and of course, like I had mentioned off the top, the referendum is April 4th, which is now 53 days away, so it's coming up pretty quick. Uh, another thing that was on the agenda was uh, numeracy, and you had a presentation from your numeracy coordinator. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what uh, was discussed in that presentation? So Amanda Russett is our numeracy coordinator, or one of our numeracy coordinators in the district. And numeracy is something that's receiving a, a larger focus for us because we do have um, struggles with that with our students. Um, it's not something that's uh, limited to our district. It's a provincial-wide challenge. And numeracy is not math. Numeracy is figuring out how to find a solution to a problem. So we're talking about things like how do you make change? If you need to make $1.25 and change, what coins are you going to use? Which coins are you going to use if you don't have any quarters? Uh, those types of challenges. How do you figure out uh, if you're going to buy a car or if you're going to lease a car? What's your advantage? Which, which cell phone plan do you want to use? Those are numeracy challenges. And that's what we're working on, trying to improve how we teach it and uh, getting sure making sure that uh, students have a solid grounding in that yeah there's <coughs> excuse me definitely some things in there that I wish I uh, was taught in school so it's good to see that steps are being taken to make sure kids are, are equipped with those skills that uh, you really do need in adulthood um, so what is being done to get better at teaching numeracy can I know, I know the coordinator spoke a little bit to it can you tell me sort of uh, what the plan is to improve that process so what we've done over the past few years is uh, increase the amount of resources that are available to teachers, um, increase the number of experts in the district that teachers are able to resource as uh, mentors. Um, we have sessions where teachers are able to attend and learn a little bit more about how to teach numeracy. Uh, numeracy isn't just limited to the math classroom. You see numeracy in social studies, you see numeracy in science. And so trying to expose um, those concepts to a wide range of teachers and then provide them with the classroom resources that they need so that they can go back to the classroom after a session and put what they've learned right into action. Right on. Uh, yeah, definitely sounds like something that um, is important for, for kids to learn and, and it's obviously important to be able to be good at teaching it if they're actually going to be able to learn and retain anything. Um, and I also saw on the budget, or sorry, on the uh, the board agenda yesterday, um, just sort of looking ahead to next school year a little bit, starting to, to think about what's going to be done when it comes to the budget process. Uh, about six weeks out from what I saw about when those budget discussions are going to sort of begin, March 30th being the first meeting to look at, you know, how finances are going to be used in that 2020-2021 school year. Um, I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on sort of the process as it stands, because I, I 
assume that uh, this is an opportunity now for maybe people or, or groups who um, are, are planning some projects or are looking at some things that they might want done at schools. This would probably be the time to come forward and, and at least um, you know have that dialogue about considering some of those things that they may want to see included in a budget. So the way that our budget process works is um, staff have been producing reports for us over the past few months. Uh, we have our achievement reports, we have our equity reports, our facility reports, and the board is going to be meeting uh, on February 24th to basically go through all the different reports that we've been receiving from staff over the past few months and identify the largest priorities that we're seeing. So those are things where we know that we've been putting in a lot of portables lately. That increases uh, maintenance challenges. It takes a lot of time away from preventative maintenance that we would be doing over the summer because staff are busy installing portables. That's a challenge. We know uh, numeracy has been identified through our achievement reports as an area where we'd like to see some more progress. Um, children in care. That's a segment of our student group where we know that we see some challenges. Completion rates for those kids are not where we'd like to see them. So that's something that we may decide that we need to put some more resources and focuses on. So we'll go through all of those reports that staff have been presenting us for the past few weeks. And we'll come up with some broad priorities that the board feels are necessary. And we'll send that to staff. And then staff are going to figure out the how we're going to do it part. And then um, they will bring that back to the board. That will actually happen on, I believe it's April 6th. The board will see the budget for the first time. And then on April 9th, it will be presented to our employee groups, to parents, to media, the public, for a chance for them to weigh in and see if we got our priorities right, if there's something else that we need to be considering. And then later on, it will come back to the board for a final decision. Okay, so April 9th is sort of that date where people will see it and have a chance to, to have their two cents on what is currently in there. Um, how, how long is that process? Do you have any idea between um, uh, you know when when public have the chance to have their say and, and then when things are going to be finalized? Or do you know how long that uh, that window of opportunity is for people? Um, you know, because I think it's important for people to know just how much time they have to kind of go through the document and be able to, to come up with suggestions or, or, you know, just concerns, whatever they may have when it comes to that process. So the um, budget will be presented in public on the 9th of April, and uh, then the deadline for submissions to the budget would be April 23rd. Okay, so they have a, a couple of weeks to get their, get their comments and suggestions in, so I, that should be a good enough time. You would hope 14 days is is quite a bit of time to, to read through a document and provide some input. So, Perfect. Uh, anything else you want to add, Kathleen, while I have you in here? Uh, just that uh, we are, again, as part of uh, going through our budget, uh, looking at our facilities. Uh, we are going to be taking, uh, you know, why, what, what do we have to consider? Uh, we know that uh, we've had increases in student population over the past uh, year. Uh, we had an additional 285 students this, this year. Uh, that's equivalent to uh, an elementary school worth of new students. Mm -hmm. And that increase goes to uh, students in portables, unfortunately. And we have to start doing some long-range planning that if we are going to continue to be in a growth pattern, then we will continue to have to purchase portables and we need to have a long-term strategy around that. We don't want to have portable schools 
uh, in our district. So we need to uh, find a way to convince the government that we need to have some more schools in Kamloops so that we can have uh, students in proper classrooms. All right, on. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Kathleen. Always appreciate you coming in, and uh, yeah, hopefully um, we provided some input for people or some uh, knowledge for people to take home with them and, and then come back with that budget process and then provide their input. So thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Right on. That was the chair of SD73, Kathleen Carpock.